and welcome to episode 21 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. Sam is here, finally oh back. Oh my gosh, it has been busy. <laughs> oh yeah. And I've got to tell you, I was influenced by the Cadaver Lab Podcast while I was gone. Oh really? I, I went snow caving over the weekend, this mm-hmm. this last weekend, and uh, went up, dug out of snow, and so you know, there's these big piles of snow that the snow plows put up in this parking lot up by... Um, uh, like a snowmobiling parking lot, uh-huh. so they're giants. So you go up there and you dig out caves in the snow, and then you sleep in them, and it's it's pretty nice because it keeps you fairly warm. Sure. Anyways, you don't want too much snow over the top of your head, or else if it falls down, it will kill you. So you, you want to keep it about 18 inches above you, right? So I had some markers in there to, to put some markers to keep it uh, you know, up to 18 inches. Well, I end up digging a little bit too high, and I poked I poked a hole through the top of the snow cave. Now, you need a vent hole anyway, so I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Well, I put all my gear in, and I lay down, and I'm looking up at this thing, and it looks just like a vagina dentata. No, really? Yeah, so I had nightmares <laughs> all night thinking that the vagina, and you're only, I was only about you know 24 inches away from this, this jagged crack that's in the snow cave. Did you put your dick in it? <laughs> no. Actually, I kept that. It was so cold, I kept it in my pants. Oh, really? Really? Uh, I can't uh-huh. say I didn't think about it. Oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> so anyway. snow caving, man. I hate doing that. I don't yeah. know why, but I always freeze my ass off when we do yeah, it. I well, I haven't it. done it since I was, you know, well, you fi- Well, you figure it out once you're a little bit older that, you know, layers one, one upon time, layers. Listen, one time yeah. we made a snow cave that was... Just like you're talking about, under one of those big, giant, uh-huh. icy things, uh, piles of snow. That, you know, yeah. the, oh, they've got to be, you know, maybe 25 feet high yeah. or something. Yeah. And uh, we just dug a little hole right in the middle. We didn't care about how much snow was above <laughs> our heads or anything. We just slept in them. And we, had a, we even had a candle in there and everything. So no vent hole or anything? No vent oh, hole or geez. anything. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Well, we had great scout leaders when we were a kid. <laughs> well, we're, we all made it. None of us died. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. I've been sick lately, so that is a big kick in the nuts to Did you want to share so, uh, what happened to you yesterday? No, I don't. It was gross. Oh, because no. I thought it was pretty funny. Well, yeah, but nobody wants uh, You know, what if somebody's eating lunch right now? They don't want to hear that that's, I went to eat some Thai bad. food, came home, barfed it up exactly. I could have put it on a plate and returned it and said, can I have my money back? I, I didn't do that. I mean, the chicken was chewed up a little, that's but I, I, I don't want to talk about that. That is horrible. It, oh, my gosh. Well, I feel better now, thank goodness. Yesterday, it was funny because I'm watching one of the movies for our, for our uh, episode here, Galaxy of Terror, and uh, I had a fever. I mean, I had like uh-huh. a 102... Fever. That's the worst. Well, and he just feels so shitty, yeah. and I didn't want to move. But anyway, I swear to you, I was hallucinating just a little bit because that, like, I don't, I wasn't hallucinating, but it was blowing my mind a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this, and then the very first part, there's some psychedelic, yeah. 80s yeah. colors and all this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! Did you say where the hell is Chachi? <laughs> no, I did. I did say that. I, bet though. You did. I, I said that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I watched it again today. I stayed home oh, from work did? today, and I re- I could not remember a damn oh. thing. So, yeah, I rewatched everything. I stayed home from work today just so I could prepare for the podcast. Uh, that's awesome, man. You know, I got my, I have my priorities. You know? Well, I was at an off-site work meeting for three days. Right. And so I watched the movies. Just I'd come home at night after we did our stupid homework, right. and I would watch what? a movie. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. I. You <laughs> know what? It ended up being good. Uh-huh. Nine of Trash sure. Talk is ended up being good. But we had some homework and stuff. But I ended up watching a movie every night and taking some notes. Well, so. good. Yeah, it ended up it worked working out. out good. Worked out well. Oh. How, how are the kids doing after 
after uh, having not seen you for a while. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I came straight here to record. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. That, that's, uh, that's what we've been doing for the last few days. Aren't we awesome? Yes. <laughs> well, so today's episode is on... Do you have anything else before? I mean, No, I'm uh, just ready uh, to jump in. Let's do it. Yeah. These, were, these were some good flicks. We yeah. did sci-fi horror. We did uh, Galaxy of Terror from 1981, which I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it was good to watch because I'd heard about the infamous worm rape scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was uh, awesome. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, then we'll do Event Horizon, which is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do Alien, another one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorites. But, uh, well, listen, we got a few voicemails this week. We got actually a few... Emails of note, and typically we don't really go over emails a whole lot. I mean, I don't know. It seems to lose a little bit of their flair when I have to read them because, you know, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and, you know, what are you going to do? But we got we got a couple that I think are, you know, significant. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, I actually haven't responded to everybody yet. We got uh, a voicemail, or excuse me, an email from uh, our first Norwegian listener. Sweet. And that's why this one's special, because can you believe that there's a listener in the homeland of black metal? That's awesome, man. Yeah. You, I don't think you get the significance, Sam. I do. I bet he's related to Lordy. You know, I don't know where Lordy's from. I think they're I from... I think they're uh, Finland. Sweden, I No, thought. they're from Finland. Opeth is from Sweden. It goes... It's, it's, there's up, in, up in Scandinavia, it goes Norway, Sweden, Finland. Yeah. So up in those up three uh, kind of yeah. uh, wieners hanging down. That's they're, right. They're kind of three wiener-shaped Vikings, countries. Vi- yeah, Vikings, dude. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, he says uh, his name is Bjornar. Bjornar. Oh, my gosh. I am, I'm going to... I even asked him how he pronounces his name, and uh, he told me, and I still... I'm going to mispronounce it. But, anyways, he said, uh, Marath, hey, cadavers... Marathon listener, first-time writer from the cold and snowy Norway. Finished all your episodes in two weeks of work, and I want to congratulate you on a great show. First of all, aren't you sick of us yet? Yeah, no kidding. Two weeks, man. <laughs> oh, man. 20 episodes in two weeks? <laughs> Holy crap. I would get sick of my own voice. In I fact, would, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd get sick of your voice. That's I, for yeah. damn sure. Shit. Just teasing. The mix between an experienced fan and a noob makes for two quite different views. Well, all to be on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. When am I going to stop being a noob? Listen, okay, I ha- I have been watching horror movies forever. Yeah. Okay. And so have you, on and off, but you don't, uh, the passion is there, Sam. Yeah. But the experience is not. Man, when is my cherry pop, dude? I don't know. You know what? We ought to we ought to put a poll up on the site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're already doing enough contests about Sam. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we haven't gotten any entries for the who sounds like Sam. That's uh, all right. Kind of, you know, but here's the deal: it's because nobody knows what they're going to freaking win. Oh, I thought we told them last. Time. Well, I as I, I thought we did too, but as I was editing it, we're like, yeah, we'll get you a DVD and some shit, oh, and, da, 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 oh. and we don't really know. But here's the deal: we got we got a fifty pack. Of uh, now, what is that? Because you picked it up. Yeah, it's it's a fifty pack of chilling. There's two different ones, but I picked up the one that looked like it had better movies on it, uh-huh. more recent. Uh-huh. So it has like Bad Taste from Peter Jackson. Oh right. Uh-huh. It has well, Little Shop of Horrors, even though I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. It has some of the newer, some newer stuff like seventies, eighties, some sixties, sixties stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's fifty public domain movies that right. have been remastered and put onto these DVDs. Okay, we have that. We have uh, Keith Latch actually. Said that he would provide a copy of his book, A Ghost Story. Really? Yeah, so thanks a lot, Keith, for that. Yeah. And that, it, that alone is enough to 
want to win this thing. So right now, if you call in and say, hi, this is the Sam contest, you, you win. And you no, get all they this don't. Free well, no, if, if only one person, you know, uh, well, yeah, enters. Well, yeah, because it, it ends saying. at the end of February, right? Uh, February 13th. Oh, that's right. But uh, we also have another CD that uh, it's a sampler CD of a bunch of other stuff that I picked up. And but and are we throwing in a bracelet for that too? Yep. Okay, so look at that prize pack. Jeez, man. Maybe we should split that up into two. No, no we can't. We already no, said it. No. We already said it. All right. So, anyways, back to this. Uh, so, call in. Where is everybody? But yeah, if you have any opinions <laughs> on me being a noob. I yeah, you know it. what? I need some credibility. Yeah, so people call in and let Sam know what he has to do. Well, maybe we'll make like some kind of a gauntlet where you have to run through <laughs> and we'll like spank your bottom with like uh, these paddles with uh, studs on them and stuff. Oh and I don't gosh, know, something dude. or other. I don't know. Why do I have fantasies about I don't that? Know. That's about you going through the gauntlet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just paddling me. <laughs> You're disturbing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it feels good to be not sick. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe I'm making up for some time with some of these weirdness. Anyway, let's get back to the email. Uh, a mix between an experienced fan and a noob. It, it's that's, I had to say that again. Makes for a quite uh, makes for two quite different views. All to be honest, the odd joke about vaginal teeth and harm junk does help. So I'm glad somebody out there appreciates it. Uh, keep up the super work and keep the episodes coming and all the kick-ass metal that makes me hard. Yeah, that kind of hard. Oh. Um. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, actually, he's uh, going to be hooking us up with a Norwegian film uh, called Backwoods. Is he going to translate it for us, or? Well, I I assume <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe there'll be like a little picture in picture thing with him in there. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I'm still a noob. <laughs> no, but uh, but I'll tell you what. That's cool because and this isn't the Backwoods with Gary Oldman in it. They're they're I can't remember a few years, maybe two years, maybe one year old. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman came out with a. It's it's actually has a, a name in Norwegian. I can't remember what it's called exactly. But yeah, we appreciate Das Baki Woody. No, no, oh, damn it. Da, did you just say Das Baki Woody? <laughs> no. Yeah, but thanks for the email, Bjornar. And uh, yeah, we cannot. Are you laughing at my uh, at my pronunciation? That guy's never going to listen to us again. No way. He's going to kick my ass. That's okay. He's far enough away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I am looking forward to getting that flick from you. So, uh, yeah. Okay, and so we have a... Let's go on to the next email. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Jay Emmett. Okay. Of the Obscure 80s. And yeah. I want to talk a little bit about... After the email, this, this just reminded me uh, of uh, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, it is what he says. First, I can't wait to watch Repo. I've been excited about it for like a year now, but it never came near me. So, dot, dot, dot. Uh, the next... Part is mainly for Sam. Oh, no. I love Buffy. I own all seven seasons and all five of Angel. Hell, I even named my son Xander, so there you go. You should give it a whirl, Sam. And I agree with you. I've actually been watching them again because of all this talk that we've been doing. I've, been, I've thrown them in. And it's something you can watch with the whole family. More or less. Really? Maybe. I don't know. Event Horizon. Oh, you know what? My brother named his son Xander, too. Oh, that's right. But I don't know if it was after Buffy. No, I think it was after Triple X. Pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. You're right. (laughs) Scott, if you are listening, you are a dumbass. (laughs) If it was Triple X. You know, I'm just saying. Scott looks like Triple X. He does. Yeah, you know what? That, you're right. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. (laughs) I hope that's really not why it is. Because he loved that movie. Did he really? He loved that movie. And, uh. 
I for a while he'd be like, "You're in the Xander zone." Oh when, shit. When, when like you play video games against him and whatnot. Oh my gosh. Well, let's hope it's not that. Let's see. Event Horizon. Well, I like this flick a lot, despite its plot holes, like no one ever asking about the chick who takes off after her dead son. Over it all, it was a cre- it was creepy and held my attention. I've got to see it in the the I I got to see it in the theater back in the day, and I dug it. Alrighty, guys, keep doing what you're doing, and blah blah blah. He's you know I feel a little silly, you know, when he says nice stuff to us, you know. Yeah. I don't know, a little shy maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I actually saw Event Horizon in the theater too. Did you really? Yeah, I took a date to it. Oh my god. Yeah, she told me that uh, she would never watch another movie like that again, so I dumped her. I don't know. Yeah, that's scary. That's a scary show. It's one of my it's awesome. favorites. It's awesome. It's disturbing. Yeah. I will say that. Yep. Anyway, we actually just got an email today from um, a uh, female, another female listener to the podcast. Awesome. Uh, I, is that still shocking that we have female listeners? No, I, I, mean, I guess have, we have a few. Yeah, well, yeah, they keep showing up, so it's not shocking anymore. Yeah. I, I've always thought we've kind of had a stupid uh, sense of humor. That Except maybe... for I want to throw a shout out because... Now we know that there's female listeners. I want to know if there's any midgets out there. <laughs> so if you're a midget, just give a shout out. We'll read it on the air. And next, if we get if we have any midgets that are listening, we'll see if there are any female midgets. <laughs> I guess maybe they would fall under the the umbrella of mid. You know what? Damn it! That's offensive. That is offensive. Hey, and if there's any uh, andro or uh, uh, what do you call that when they're both? Uh, hermaphrodite. Oh, if right. you're a hermaphrodite, you, you get a bracelet. So just show up. <laughs> That's you know what that is. Is I don't know what what's it called. You know what we, we can't just be given bracelets. We can't, but if we have proof. Oh my gosh! Send all the pictures to Sam. I don't want to see it. Uh, oh my gosh! I I apologize for the offensive nature <laughs> of that segment. But anyways, her name is Cindy, and she actually emailed me today and she did us a big favor she uh let me read her let me read her email says hi mike and sam i'm of the female persuasion and i think your show rocks so much so i decided to include it in my article podcasts for horror enthusiasts and um it was really cool she i went to this site it's at podcast.sweet101.com and uh, i'll actually post the the link up on the side of, in the in, in the show notes for this show, but it was really cool. She wrote us up, uh, gave us a great you know write up, and it, with other podcasts that uh, you know, I didn't think that we were in this, the same caliber because we're dumbasses. But yeah. that's fine, you know, that's great. <laughs> we, uh, anyways, but she, that that was really nice of her. So I, I figured we'd mention this one. Uh, she says, for being a fairly new show, you have come so far. I laugh until I cry when listening, and can't wait for each episode to be released. So, uh, hey, thanks for that. Yeah, it's that, nice. That, that means a lot. She uh, she says, I find your humor so great, and the way each of you play off one another is so natural. Now, I hope that we're talking banter playoff. We are and talking because I can guarantee that we're not bouncing grapes off each other's <laughs> bellies into each other's mouths. All right, there's none of that kind of shit. Nobody going. ever brought that up. No. Why, why would you give that? Because that's the first thing I thought of, <laughs> and I told everybody I would be honest oh, okay. when she said play off each other. I imagined grapes bouncing off of our man boobs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. And so- and so that's not going on. Oh, thank you for making that clear. Right. That's very disturbing. Um, anyway, it's, it's clear you two really have a great time, which allows the audience to have a good time with you. And that is true. We, this, yeah, we this podcast is 
shitload of fun. Yep. Anyway, she actually left us a, a link to where she is an excellent writer, so I'm going to put that up on the on our show notes too. And uh, we appreciate the email, Cindy. Awesome. Thanks, and, Cindy. Uh, yeah. So uh, we got some voicemails. You want to get it. right into yeah, those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Mike and Sam. This is Anne Marie here, and I just finished listening to your newest episode. First of all, I wanted to tell you that I love your reviews, and I had seen Teeth at Best Buy and was tempted to buy it, but wasn't really sure uh, what it was, where it was going to go. But now it's at the top of my Netflix queue because I feel thoroughly prepared to watch that movie. So just keep up the good work. And also, I just put a Repo Genetic Opera right on up there. Sorry you didn't like Sweeney Todd. I loved that movie, but hopefully, I'll be loving the Genetic Opera just as much. And also, I must say, I am a humongous fan of Buffy, and it was very difficult for me not to sing along to the song that Giles sings. Um, the only thing that could have been worse for me at work was if you had played Rest in Peace by James Marsters, a.k.a. Spike, because then I would not have been able to contain myself from singing along. So keep up the good work, you guys, and I look forward to your next episode. Thank you. And Marie, that is a great voicemail, and we really appreciate the the vote of comments. Glad you're enjoying the show. I've got to say though, now just just for a clarification, we did not dislike Sweeney. Todd. No, I, I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah, it's just when after watching Repo, just that that type of genre where you've got an opera and it's you know sing along a musical with horror, you know, out and seeing Repo, that just was so much better. Oh, than I Sweeney agree. Todd. You will thoroughly enjoy that. You know, the thing is, is I don't know if I mentioned this uh, last episode, but it seems like Sweeney Todd. The big draw was the names, was mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever. And where Repo didn't have any, I mean, it did have uh, Paul Sorvino, which, you know, but it didn't have a whole lot of names, except it, it almost, it had a name, Paris Hilton, that almost like turned you off of them, right. really, right? But it relied on its artistic flair and its music and everything. I, I freaking love that movie. And like I said, I don't hate Sweeney Todd. I just, I, would, I, I don't would, think the music was that great. I That's agree. All. I would give Sweeney Todd a high red box. I would too. I would give it a high, high red box. And if you know, you I would it, even give it a buy I would only too. because. Oh yeah. Well, I, I was going to say I was getting to that. Oh. That if you could find a discount, I would not go pay full price for Sweeney Todd. But if you could find a discounted, I would purchase that, like for five bucks or something. I would well, buy. you know, I just reminded Sam of the part where, uh, oh, what's his name, came out with a bulge in his pants. Uh, I can't remember his name. Would that would have been a lot funnier if I could have remembered the guy's name? Come on, hello, I am from Kazakhstan. Oh. uh... Testing it. <laughs> uh, uh, gee, this is my sister. She has a number one hooker in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Borat. Borat. Oh my god, he's in it. By the way, speaking of Borat, you know that uh, that uh, scene where that big fat guy is. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Where I, I'm sure everyone's seen it, but the, I about peed my pants. Have you never seen that show? No, I have seen it until recently. And that, no, no, no. Oh. I, I saw it a while ago. Oh, but okay. that show, that part. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as when Borat was chasing after that fat guy. That kicked ass. Anyways, Anne-Marie, also, uh, I wanted to mention that, you know, I actually thought about playing James Marster's Rest in Peace, uh, you know, in that show, but I decided to play um, Giles singing uh, Standing only because, you know, he, he was in both movies, but you're right. I mean, I don't know. You know, sometimes that'll come up on my iPod when I'm driving around and someone will be in the car and they'll think I'm weird for listening to that music. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of you it. You shouldn't be. I'm not. You got cred. You're not a noob. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Feeling a little sensitive? A little bit. 
Hello, Cadaver Lab. Robert Arbest here from allkindsofthingskill.blogspot.com. Just calling to give some support to Mike and his love of Buffy. I myself loved Buffy also. My wife and I watched that show all the way through to the end and loved it all, even the much maligned uh, season 6 and 7, which a lot of people badmouth those, but I think they were just as great as the rest of the series. Really loved the most recent episode of the show. Uh, haven't seen Repo yet, but looking forward to it very much. And um, actually, the songs you played on the show were the first time I'd heard anything from Repo, and it sounded really entertaining. So I'm looking forward to that very, very much. And anyway, I guess that's it for now, guys. I'll talk to you later, and love your junk. Well, I don't mean I love your junk. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with your junk. I'm sure it's fine, but you know what I mean. I was just saying the, the credo, the Cadaver Lab slogan, you know, love your junk. That's all. Bye-bye. All kinds of things killed up. Blogspot.com. Hey, darn right there's nothing wrong with our junk. Yeah. I don't know why I get all upset. I don't know. <laughs> you have all that cred, so I mean. Uh, why, because I'm not a noob? <laughs> Listen, now, I was thinking about this, the much maligned season six and seven of Buffy. What did you think about him, Sam? Oh, wait. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, right, sorry. I have okay. no credibility. Right. No, listen, here, and here's what I have to say about season six and seven. I did like him, too, but the differences between episode six and seven, or I'm sorry, season six and seven and the rest of them, I, they, there wasn't the fun-loving, no-stress type of deal. I mean, they all had to go out and get jobs and you know stuff like that. I loved I liked it still. But it just that, that reminds me. Just and since I haven't seen it, it right. sounds a lot like the series Little House on the Prairie. The same type. Listen, I'm gonna take so much shit for that. Listen, listen, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're bagging on Buffy or bagging no. on Little House on the Prairie because I love both. No, you don't. Listen. I'm just giving you a hard time. I am. I'm gonna start watching Buffy. Uh, you know, I should send you. It. I should send you home with yep. season one. In fact, I will. It. I can let do me that. have it. I'll send you home with season one. You watch those, okay? And then uh, season one's maybe a little slow starting, but it's good. Yeah, I think it was just because they're yeah they were out of high school, they were doing college, they had to find a job. There were some definite uh, episodes that were really awesome, but yeah, all in all, they they were just a little more depressing than the other seasons. But like you, I still love them all. Oh, by the way, uh, I was going to mention Robert R. Best is he you know you heard him plug his stuff um on that voicemail but he's also he's also been submitting a bunch of uh movie reviews to the cadaver lab and he's actually going to keep doing it i have a few i'm trying to space them out so you know we don't like throw them all on at the same time and then have nothing for a week go check out his uh his book he's got a patio book right now that if you go to the cadaverlab.com just cadaverlab.com. If you go there, on the left-hand side, you'll see Robert R. Best, a link to his stuff. And uh, he has a book called All Kinds of Things Kill. And it's a free patio book. It's all, I've actually listened to it, and it's great. His wife is the reader on those, and she does a great job. Right. A lot of times with some of those patio books, they have a... You know, the readers, you know, I mean, sounds they're like great writers. Sounds like a Muppet or sounds like some kind of a... Uh, like Brian Posehn or something like yeah, that, who's yeah. you know great, great writer, but maybe not the best reader. But no, she does a great job. So go check that out, and also be looking for his movie reviews up on the site. Mike and Sam, what the fuck? I mean, after all we've been through, you're gonna turn pissy over a brutal massacre. You know, if that's the way you're gonna be. I reckon we gots ourselves an old-fashioned flame war. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North and South American. All the ships and clippers at sea, let's go to France, France. Flame. 
flames. Go to war! Don't you realize this means war? That's my fucking Blaymore music. Anyway, Brutal Massacre. You liked it because, oh, they said something I say. Dude, you know what? Movie reviews are never going to be part of the Special Olympics. But, you know, if by some chance they are, at least you know you're going to get a free T-shirt out of the deal. So you got that going for you. I mean, come on, what's next? How about I send you a fucking roll of bubble wrap and you could play with that for an hour and a half and then give us your review on how much you enjoyed that uh, in between your talk about quad waffling your Kadiddlehofer or whatever the fuck. But anyway, uh, great show as always, man. I am 100,000% in agreement with you over Repo. This is the movie I waited for all last year and it never fucking came fucking visually stunning the music is incredible great performances by everybody even fucking fucktard paris hilton wow it was just amazing can't say enough good things about repo sam as far as rocky horror my advice if you'll take it from a pompous douchebag man don't check it out on dvd until you've gone to the midnight movie and gone through the whole experience with the live audience it really it's two entirely different movies i saw the movie in the theaters with the you know whole audience thing going on probably about 50 times before i got it on dvd and it wasn't until then i knew what the fuck was going on in the movie great fucking rock and roll soundtrack just overall fucking fun movie but definitely check it out with the crowd first and uh, there's a great documentary called Midnight Movies from the Margin to the Mainstream. It talks about uh, the evolution of, well, the Midnight Movies. It talks about uh, Night of the Living Dead, El Topo, Rocky Horror, and Pink Flamingos. Really kind of talks about uh, how these movies came about and uh, how their popularity kind of grew over time. And it's just really interesting documentary. I'd check it out. Uh, as always, guys, keep up the good work. We love you, and be cool, bitches. Do do we even have to say how much we love getting voicemails from Steven? <laughs> I just laugh the whole time that stuff is on. That was, I think, the gayest flame war music I have ever heard. That that was so damn. You know, in the he even mentioned. Finishing up with Eternal Flame probably isn't the best point you want to make. You know, come on. I was just asking Mike because I don't know if uh, there is a midnight show for Rocky. Oh, there is here. Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I've never I'm gone to, to one. Here. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go check that out. It's, that it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> dude. You know what we ought to do? What? We ought to go to one of these and we ought to dress. I can't even remember the main character's name. Tim Curry played. Right. I, how can I not remember his name? I probably haven't seen it for ten years, but yeah. that's probably. Oh my gosh, we should, he basically dresses up in drag and lace and all. That. Yeah. We should go there, in that. No. Yes, I'm not doing that. All right, neither am I. <laughs> no, but uh, Stephen, listen, I, you know we that that really hurt war. my feelings. Yeah, we don't want to start a war, man. No, 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 no. that that hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, I I liked brutal brutal massacre, and not only for the LMBs. Okay, I thought it was funny. 
You know what else pissed me off? Do you know what I did all afternoon? I popped those bubble wrap things. You got a problem with that? I spent two hours doing it. No, I'm just kidding. No, Steven actually sent that along and was like, dude, I hope everyone knows that this is the joke. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Wait, dude, there's nothing serious here. I, I, I sent a shout out to Midgets earlier, so there's nothing serious on this podcast. You know, so Steven's going to call up and be like, uh, hey, you got a midget here? Hey, listen, and if you send me a picture of a hermaphrodite, like oh that you pull off the internet. Sam, <laughs> Don't do it. Sam at cadaverlab do dot com. Don't do it. Send them a picture. I was just kidding. No bracelet. For that. <laughs> you know, people have been asking about female bracelets. You know, says oh, uh, yeah. cadaverlab says something about uh, non vagingivitis. Maybe it's something we need to think about. Well, if somebody sends me a picture of a hermaphrodite and they really are, <laughs> just include an email if you want scissors or thread. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, we always save Stevens for, Stevens uh, voicemails for the yeah. end because they oh, yeah. they're always great, man. Yep, we appreciate it, even though you are a pompous ass, <laughs> even though we kick your balls in in a flame war. <laughs> you know, first of all, we wouldn't use Eternal Flame in our flame war music. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. That's no, cool. That's good stuff. All right, man. Well, so let's uh, take a quick break and then let's get into the show. Yep. <laughs> Are you a musician? If so, you should check out Tattoo Guitars. We do custom paint jobs, pinstriping, and wiring. We will even custom build a guitar to your exact specifications. Check us out online at myspace.com slash tattooed guitars. Again, that's myspace.com slash tattooed guitars. And tell them the song sent you. So we are back with sci-fi horror. You know what the, gr- the good thing about this is? We had this idea early, early on. Yeah, we did. To, to do this for a show. And originally we had thought about doing 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh-huh. But then we realized with the other movies we're going to be watching, we just didn't know if we could stand a half an hour of monkey time. Oh my god! At the beginning of that because it's like two and a half hours. So. Yeah. But that is just, just for the record because the, re- the way this came out originally was, hey, what are some movies that really affected me when I watched them? Right. Alien was one of them because uh-huh. I, had n- I didn't even know about Alien. I watched it when I was probably 14 or 15. Uh-huh. Had, had no idea what it uh-huh. was. Started watching just loved it. Uh-huh. Event Horizon, another one that I just like, hey, let's check this out. Scared right. the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. And then 2001 A Space Odyssey, I watched when I was probably about, I think I was 11 or 12, mm-hmm. really affected me. But uh, anyways. Dude, 
you know, you want to hear something funny? And I'm going to try to find this picture. I'm going to put it up with the show notes. There's a picture of me being like six or five or six opening up this present at Christmas morning and it being like an 18-inch alien doll. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah my dad still blames that for for uh, me turning out the way I did, quote, unquote. You know? but no, we'll put that up there. That should be funny. So, let's get into it. The first movie I had never seen, it's called Galaxy of Terror. Paper locks are sealed. Security scans all clear, so maybe we're safe. I don't know. They're like snipers, picking us off one by one. The way they're appearing and disappearing, they could be moving through dimensions. There's no sign of dimension at this door. <laughs> it's obvious there are no survivors from the Remus. Let's fix the ship and go home. Forget the field that pulled us down here. What makes you think we can lift out of it? I won't go back into that thing. I don't run out on fights. We gotta find the source of the field. Balon, will you quit? You're driving me crazy. When you do go back, I'd like to join you. <sighs> no place for a cook. Can you handle a weapon, Cor? I can take care of myself. Cabrin. Balon? You're a fool, Cabrin. found it was i can't remember what i was reading it was some kind of a horror blog or something like that and they mentioned the worm rape scene so yeah. of course i was whoa what <laughs> what i gotta see this yeah. uh it actually came out in 1981 it was written and directed by bruce d clark it was also co-written by mark siegler produced by roger corman so i mean it had a i guess it was based in a lot of cheesy horror which roger corman of course produced uh the imdb gave it a 4.6 and one thing about this film was, is that we had a data version. We had an AVI of it, and it was kind of a bad quality because, do you know, this, is, this isn't even available on DVD yet. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on VHS. Anyhow, so it starred Edward Albert as Cabrin, Aaron Moran as Aluma, Ray Walston as Kor, Zalman King as Balon, Robert England as Ranger, and Sid Haig as Kohad. Here is a bit of a synopsis, and we didn't get a lot of on a synopsis. There wasn't actually a lot out there on this. As a lone spaceship proceeds on its long voyage across space, the crew are surprised to encounter a strange pyramid form. Surprise turns it to horror, as one by one they discover that their darkest nightmares are all starting to become real. The pyramid has to be behind it all somehow. But how can they save themselves from its influence? <laughs> That's all I could really get on a, on a synopsis that wasn't like three pages long. What did you think about the flick? I loved this show. You did? This show was, you know, it's interesting because it started out with a little Blade Runner uh-huh, music. Right. 
really thoughtful. I thought that they they came up with a really creative story that they uh-huh. executed on. They had a really, I mean, they had an all star cast. Oh yeah, J- uh, Joni from yeah. Joni Loves uh, yeah, Chachi. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Need I say more? Okay. So I'm gonna go back mm-hmm. and, and restate that this is the shittiest movie I've oh, ever seen. Oh, okay. I hated this movie. Okay. Every <laughs> minute of it. This show sucked so oh, bad. Worm rape. You didn't I, like that. You know what? I enjoyed that for like I got a little blood flow for like maybe That's, five seconds. That is really gross. This show, <laughs> this show sucked. Well, let's put it. It starts out. This was about as cheesy as a freaking movie can get. Basically, we're in a world where this guy called the Master, I guess, runs everything. And what, what, what the ship was out there to? They started with the mat. Something was going on where the Master sent people out. Right. Like the first scene is the master sitting there playing some dumbass game with somebody. Right. Well, didn't he send this crew out to go on a rescue mission yeah. or some crap? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so he sent them to this planet where they needed help. A lot like Alien, you know? Yeah, just so, like so it. So far, so, yeah. you know? Interesting this came out two years after Alien. <laughs> oh, no, that's shocking. Yeah. But anyway, so they go to this, this planet, they find this pyramid, and they're walking through the pyramid, and everybody's greatest terror for themselves is coming true. Interestingly, Sid Higgs was having his crystals broken. <laughs> that. that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> he lives and dies by the crystal. <laughs> he said that, okay? The dude, Sid Haig in this he had... He was a baddie, though. He, was, he had like three lines, and yep. that was one of them. Yep. I'm with you. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say this isn't... I would rather watch this than Hellraiser 8. Not me. I would. No. And I would also rather watch this than... Or, yeah, I'd rather watch this over Days of Darkness as well. Not me. Come on. Nope. You hated it that bad. I hated it that bad. Robert England was in it. You, you that's hate the, it. That's the, the horrible the part is, is about he, this, dude. you got to realize something. He is a goofy-looking dude. In this movie, he was running around like a like a half a retard Listen, or I will point out some things in this movie of why this is so shitty. <laughs> Let's hear it. Well, okay, so people are getting maimed and hurt, right? Uh-huh. So there's the worm rape scene. I'm not even sure if the girl's dead, right? Which, by the way, was all it was was just a giant caterpillar slime ripping her clothes off. Yeah, and there's like you know, it's, remember how the other day when we were what were we watching here, and there was like a nudie part, and my wife walked in right then. I can't remember what movie Bruce was Bruce Lee. Oh was yeah, it, it was the <laughs> dragon. She walked in yeah, right as the worm rape only, scene it's, comes it's, on. Yeah, oh, it, it's really? like I'm not kidding you. And she also walked in. During uh, Event Horizon, when you're watching right at the bathtub scene. Oh Anyways, I, I'm not kidding. Well, so these people go around and, and they die, but they're not. You're, like I wouldn't know if they were dead, but people automatically walk up and <laughs> burn them without checking for a pulse or right. any shit like that. <laughs> you know, the crystals get it just. It was so hokey, and then and then they go on this big diatribe at the end to to justify this philosophy right. of the master. That I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. Listen, the what? scariest thing in the world is that Robert England's going to see himself. That's his worst nightmare. <laughs> That's his worst nightmare. Really? Well, really? Well, and the thing is, too, is the acting was, shall I say, piss poor. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! It was, and the names. Oh yeah, they they you all had like Balin. Right. You've got. Uh, Q-Hot or Quo-Hot, Cabron, Alun- I mean, it was so retarded. <laughs> and and you know what? That Balin guy, uh-huh. he is so quick to shoot his gun yeah. until there's actually an alien in front of his effing face. <laughs> and then he has to take a second to think. I mean, it was just so stupid. You know, I've got some. I'm going to mention something that's going to ter- change your whole opinion of this movie. The great special effects. The master with the red blob over oh his face. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> exactly. 
And it, 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 isn't that the grandpa from the Waltons or something? It, was it? Uh, he, something yeah, he's, like that? I don't know if I can't. I can't I mean, tell you if it's that. I, I've but seen him on a bunch of stuff, and uh-huh. it's just like I said, the, the philosophy at the end. This big diatribe. Oh. Of now this guy's the master. No, no, no. Oh. Come on, let's not spoil it. Come, you know, people might actually. You know what? There's a reason why this isn't out on DVD. I, don't, I can't believe we got a 4.6. I am actually really shocked about that because 4.6 is well within the reaches of something that I would yeah, watch. Yeah, me too. The thing is, is I don't think I hated it as much as you. Oh, I hate it. Because I would actually, <laughs> I would actually uh, give this a red box. You're kidding <laughs> I, I me. No. Dude, was, you really did have a fever when you watched this no, shit. No, no, no. Listen, listen. For a couple of reasons. First of all, there's this one part where the captain is being... They're 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 gonna go and they <laughs> explore this pyramid or whatnot. And first of all, what they have to do is they have to lower him down this cave that goes down. And they lower him down there, and all of a sudden, all these worms come out. The you know and start eating them and and stuff like that. The sound effects of the worms was the same sound effect on Scooby Doo. Yes, when when Shaggy's like squirting chocolate sauce in his <laughs> mouth or something. You know, it was so. I good. recognized it. And there's all sorts of the soundtrack or sound effects. There's all sorts of like whale calls and all just sorts of weird <sighs> stuff. I you know what? It's, it's, if I were going to take this movie seriously, I you're right. I would have hated it. But I could tell by by watching this that this is going to end up being a piece of shit. The best that, part about this movie uh-huh. was that it was seventy eight minutes long. I knew you were going to say that. This way show, to be way to be real. L- let me ask: let, okay. Are you about to say something like, "I wish I could get that seventy eight minutes of my no, life back"? No, no. Okay, because now, really, now I'm glad I've officially watched uh-huh. the second shittiest movie in the world. W- what's a first? When evil calls. That's definitely the shittiest. Well, and you know what? Zam was zombie ass kick or whatever that show Mulder. was. Zombie Nation, that was bad too. But this show was like a really bad episode of Buck Rogers from like the, the 70s. I mean, just old. It, did. it had the same feel. I just, I, I hate Sid Haig. While he was a tough, he's the toughest that I've seen him ever play a character. Right. Like he was a tough guy. Well, he was completely wasted. Oh yeah, he died so stupid, yeah. cutting his own arm off and having a Bruce Campbell moment. I mean, it was, and then they come and burn him when he's just. Ugh. By the way, and maybe I should check this before I say it, but I'm just gonna say it. Uh, no, I'm gonna check it. I'm glad I checked it because I got him mixed up. James Cameron was actually the second unit director on this, and in the part where Sid Haig cuts his. Uh, arm off and you see some maggots on it and they're kind of squirming around Mm -hmm. but what he did to to get that was send some electricity through the arm itself and so they all wriggled and apparently somebody was impressed by that and he got him a lot of work i mean james cameron what's he done uh which the aliens the second the second right terminator in term yes so there you go titanic you needed to mention that one well yeah because it's yeah (laughs) <laughs> you said got some work. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, I, I mean, I hated the movie, but whatever. I cried. You know what but, was? You know what was good about that movie? What? I bought that for my wife. Well, then girlfriend. Was it, where were we? Anyways, um, and right at the end of the first VHS tape is the naked scene, so you knew exactly where to go Dude, to that watch kicks, that. That's, that's so you didn't idea. have to sift through all the bullshit. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. So apparently, I'm guessing you're going to give this a don't bother. Absolutely. I'm giving this. I'm going to give this a red box, and that is above. <laughs> I save all my notes from all my movies. That, this is not. That going. is above an AMC. I I don't understand. I don't I, get it. I, I thought I, it was funny. This, well, was, and the, this was not trying to be funny. Of course, it wasn't trying to be funny. And, and you know what? The dialogue was so bad. It was bad. The captain goes crazy for no reason. I, I still don't even know what the hell she was doing. I don't know why she went wacko <laughs> to the point where she goes and, and officers. I mean, it was just. Dude. 
Anyways, so what's so dude? What? Th- this was this was a what's it? Roger Corman. These are these are Roger Corman. That's that's fairly typical of a Roger Corman. I got a seven on the memory count for the rape scene. You know what? That was by the way. That was really dumb. It was it, first of all, it wasn't a worm. It was a caterpillar. Right? Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, because it, it has it, tentacle things. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. But then it was. Uh, um, you know, just slimed her. It looked like it looked like it just stripped her, then slimed her, yeah. and that was it. Ugh. That I was anyway. So there you go. There. So I have. So I have the six degrees. Now, what did I learn? I'm glad you have to read that off of a crumpled paper. I, I you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I learn? Humans can be seatbelts. <laughs> I, I saw that. You know what? That was so dumb. Like like this captain's going crazy, and she's going to take off unexpectedly, and Freddie can't get his. Uh, I, you know what? It's funny. That he couldn't hurry and sit down and strap it on, yeah. so he has time for her to move around, wrap her legs around him. <laughs> it's funny that that guy turned into Freddy. Yeah. The, one of the most menacing yeah. you know, villains of, in all horror history. Right. That guy, I know. He, look, uh, he just did not look intimidating at all. The other thing that I learned is that we saw where animal clinical trials uh, took place for Viagra. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and uh, on that note, six degrees. Robert England was doing Nightmare on Elm Street with Johnny Depp, who was in Secret Window with John Turturro, who was in Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler, who was in Fifty First Dates with Sean Astin, who was an icebreaker with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, oh, and that for dramatic effect. <laughs> so you know what I? You know what? If if I were a spiteful person, I would move that up to a buy to even us out. Oh, but I'm not. Geez. I'm not. I have some integrity. I can say that that is the first time that we've had that big of a disconnect on a movie. Oh, I thought it was funny. Up yours. <laughs> Hello, I'm Matt, and I'm TJ, and I'm DJ. And together we are co-hosts of Deadlantern.com's world-famous Splattercast. And we're here to tell you all about the second annual Splat Academy Awards. Whoa, what's that, TJ? Thanks for asking, Matt. It's a very special podcast event where we honor the best films, actors, and scenes that the horror genre had to offer in 2008. Wow, that's swell. Can you tell me some more? Sure thing, Matt. On Monday, February 23rd, the Splattercast will celebrate the horror genre in an epic-sized award show that will feature our fellow horror podcasters as presenters and lots of other special surprises. That sounds great! What kind of awards are they? All sorts of excellent stuff. (laughs) While you're voting on stuffy categories like Best Screenplay and Best Foreign Film, you can also pick out your favorites in categories like Best Death Scene and Achievement in Breasts! Blood and boobs? That kicks ass, TJ! I know! See, Matt, it's just like a real horror movie. Boobs bring in the viewers and, or I mean, um, uh, voters? Uh, totally! Is there anything I need to do to get in on this? Actually, yes. Voting is open to the public. Head to vote.deadlantern.com to fill out a ballot and make sure that your voice is heard. Wow, that's amazing. You said I just need to visit vote.deadlantern.com and I can participate in democracy? Absolutely, Matt. And you know what else this should do? Well, tell me, tell me, tell me. What's that? Uh, tell all your friends to come and vote because there's nothing better than voting with all of your friends. Even the illegals are welcome. Fantastic. I'll tell you, I'll tell Pedro right away. I'm going to go visit vote.deadlantern.com right now and be super cool. Good man. And if you can't remember vote.deadlantern.com, then be sure to listen to the Splattercast or visit deadlantern.com for all the info you need. Sounds great. But I think I'm going to go do some uh, research to make sure I am well prepared to vote for the best boob of the last year. As am I, my friend. I like to be totally loop. Uh... 
prepared uh, 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 as a voter, which is is why you have until February 20th to vote. So if you haven't had a chance to see a movie yet, I want to make sure you've rubbed out enough times to make an informed voting choice on boobs category. You'll have plenty of time. I'm stunned, TJ. Those guys at DeadLantern.com sure know how to be awesome. Damn straight, Matt. And that's why everyone should go participate at... Vote.deadlantern.com All right, now that we're cooled off a little bit after we that. We each have a black eye, so that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Event Horizon. Imagine for a minute that this piece of paper... Oh, excuse me, uh, that's Vanessa and that's mine. Uh, attractive piece of paper represents space-time, and you want to get from point A here oh. to point B there. Now, what's the shortest distance between two points? A straight line. <laughs> Wrong. Shortest distance between two points is zero, and that's what the gateway does. It folds space so that point A and point B coexist in the same space and time. When the spacecraft passes through the gateway, space returns to normal. It's called a gravity drive. How do you know all this? I built it. Well, I can see why they sent you. So if the ship didn't blow up, then what happened? Well, the mission was going perfectly, like a textbook. They reached safe distance using conventional thrusters. All systems looked good. They had the go-ahead to use the gravity drive to open the gateway to Proxima Centauri. And then they just disappeared, vanished without a trace. Until now. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out.
1997, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, written by Philip Eisner. IMDb DB gave it a 6.2. Budget was $60 million, and on Wikipedia it said it only made $47.1 million, oh. which is a bummer. I, I would hope that it's made more since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Captain Miller, Sam Neill, Dr. William Weir, Kathleen Quinlan, Peters, Jolie Richardson is Lieutenant Stark. Richard T. Jones is Cooper. Jack Noseworthy is Justin. Jason Isaacs is DJ. And Sean Pertwee is Smith. Sean Pertwee was actually in another one of your favorite movies, that's wasn't right. he? The, yep, that's uh, When Evil Calls that nobody <laughs> got for a while. <laughs> wow. Okay, here's the synopsis. In the year 2047, a group of astronauts are sent to investigate and salvage the long-lost starship Event Horizon. The ship disappeared mysteriously seven years before on its maiden voyage, and with its return comes even more mystery as a clue, a crew of the Lewis and Clark discover the real truth behind its disappearance and something even more terrifying. So you like this one. I really like this show and, you know, the star power in this. Just I, I wrote down some of the movies that some of those characters have been in uh-huh. on the crew. So you have Harry Potter. Um, the, the one guy is uh, the evil dad. I can't remember what his name is in Harry Potter. I don't even. He's got oh. the blonde hair. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Okay, so he's okay. so Harry Potter, you've got The Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Something about Mary, the Lieutenant Justin guy was in Something Lieutenant About Mary. Justin. The guy that got hurt at the very beginning, went through the, the gate, and then came oh, out the oh, young oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Baby Bear, ba- Mother F. <laughs> and then uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Sam Neill. Sam Neill was in Jurassic the Park. final but, conflict. But wasn't Lieutenant Stark, the girl who played Lieutenant Stark? No. She, she's, is she right really British? The, yeah, I think so. Oh. I guess. Anyway, yeah, no, but I, you know, I think this movie, this this really scared me. I still remember where I was at. I was I had uh, sloughed work, no, sloughed class. I was in college uh-huh. back in '97. I was recently married, and had uh, my little brother and his friend over, and we're in a basement apartment, and we shut all the windows, and it was because <laughs> we wanted to watch the show. Uh-huh. And I remember watching this and just just being scared out of my mind. Well, this is a dark movie. I mean, this this hits play. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who really like to bag on this movie. Who, you know, I've heard a lot of negative re- reaction to this movie. Well, it was a little contrived. Maybe it was a little whatever. But the bottom line is, is it, to me, it's 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 a dark, scary mm-hmm. movie. Well, and they they definitely go places that generally don't happen in a mainstream movie that i know of at right. least up to this point and you're right i mean this is especially for one that hit theaters and you know stuff like, especially nowadays where gal yeah. i mean i mean not that this came this came out what 11 almost 12 years mm-hmm. ago but still well just it, like what what the crew did to themselves when, when they came oh, out. i yeah. mean that was disturbing and and granted they didn't go into too much detail about it you know, but they showed enough that you knew what was going on. People cannibalism, eating, cannibalism, and all sorts of stuff. You know, self mutilation. Yep, eyeballs. So, you know, enhanced. I thought uh, I thought that that was definitely that that was over the top of man. That is horrific. Yeah, and so you know, it was scary enough to you know the Lieutenant Justin going out in the airlock. I mean, I I, I thought oh, yeah. it was very well done. Except for you know, it's interesting in one of the voicemails talking about one of the loopholes of the plot. Uh-huh. I hadn't thought about that. Me neither. With Kathleen Quinlan uh-huh. going and, and falling down, chasing the kid, and then nobody asked about her, but it's true. And it is true. It, 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 you know, it, it, I, it. I actually heard that before I watched it, and I noticed, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But but then switching the bat, you know, I didn't know where the bad guy was coming from necessarily. No. I did not, even watching it again, because it's been several years, mm-hmm. and, you know, it. 
I, I had forgotten that that's how that goes. I right. just didn't think that was going to go that way. First of all, the premise of the of the movie really gets me because, mm-hmm. you know, it's based on this site. You know, it's funny because I even went to Wikipedia and I searched for Event Horizon, and mm-hmm. there's a whole page on the, uh, you know, like the scientific mm-hmm. Event Horizon where you actually fold the the boundaries of time and space. Is that space. what it's called as an Event Horizon? I guess so. I think so. Yeah. But uh, so basically. Sam Neill, the doctor, has created the ship that claims to be able to fly faster than the speed of light. And everybody's like, yeah, that's a BS because that's impossible. When what he explains is that it actually folds space mm-hmm. and it just shoots through a hole, you know, that it creates a black hole and comes out the other side millions upon millions of miles away. And, uh, well, we find out what happens in between the time that it... Uh, you know, while it's running through that black hole, I guess is is what it is. Yeah, it's and it's it dark goes outside the boundaries of the imagined universe. I think right. is what it was, what they were saying, or the known universe, or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just you know what happens to the people, and you know, it just. I mean, it does a good job of. Uh, of well, going through it, and I know that uh, Sam Neill has a lot of detractors, but I like him in 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 films. I mean, I. I I don't. I haven't seen a ton of movies with him in. I mean, you know, like you you have your uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. You have your what's it called? The Omen Three. You know, in the mouth of madness. In the mouth of madness and stuff like that. But that. But I think he plays a really dark, kind of crazy character very well in this movie. Yep. Yep. Um, You know, first of all, everything he he seems to be on there to try to help. Then all of a sudden, it seems like the event horizon. The ship, which is the ship's name, has actually kind of taken a hold of him and is, a, you know, is not willing to let him go. And he's, well, he's got he's this side story where his wife had committed right. suicide because he wasn't around. Right. You, you really don't know what's going on with that for a while, but you come to find that out. And it just, it's always tortured him, you see, from the very beginning. and. Mm-hmm. You know, it just keeps haunting him and, and uh, to the point where he just breaks. Well, you know what? And this film actually stole a lot from Galaxy of Terror because... Uh, the, you know, it goes to that hell dimension before you know while it's running through the event horizon, and people are forced to face their greatest fears, maybe or I, something I about now themselves. Hate event horizon. I'm just teasing. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's hope that it didn't steal anything no, from Galaxy of Terror. That seems to be a fairly uh, widely used. You know, oh, you have to face what scared right. you the most. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. But uh, yeah, so I mean, he, what what he has is his that he feels bad about his wife because she because he was never there, killed himself. You know, there was, I don't know. I mean, and there was just other stuff, but it's there just were, there, wild you know, stuff. Yeah, really crazy stuff. There were some stereotypes going on. You know, it's interesting that people were trying to face their fears. Did you see which one didn't? Sean Pert, we didn't. Well, he didn't, but the the uh, the the funny black guy, the loudmouth black guy. Oh yeah, the stereotypical. Did Sean? Did did no. Sean Pertwee? No, he didn't mm-hmm. either. Did he? No. Well, did he ever they heard, really? They go- heard noises, right? But that that was it. But that he those two never, huh? Maybe because they spent so much time outside of the ship. I can say though, I did hate that character towards Ian Cooper. Oh, dude! I I, I just he did. was the only one that made that was funny. He was yeah, the comic relief. See, and that's went, what I didn't where like. Maybe it was a little bit inappropriate. Yeah, I, I didn't like. It was over the top. Like when he's like. Here I come, mother effers. When he's like, Way why does this shit there? always happen to me? Yeah, yeah, he's like on this blown up ship, and yeah. he's like, you gotta blow my air, and then he ends up <laughs> shooting off like Superman right back to the ship, right? And uh, just the funny, yeah, I, I a little over the top there, but no, I, you know, in in I think that the the storyline and 
how they portray how hell quote unquote works Mm -hmm. is enough for me to forget about stuff like that. Yeah. You know, definitely. You know, and this got a 6.2 on the IMDb. I think I said that's what it was. I think it, I think it deserves it. You know, 6.2, you know, is fairly high for, Mm -hmm. especially for a horror movie, you know? So I don't know. I liked it. I, I, uh, Let's see, is there anything else? There was a lot of, you know, there wasn't like, a, you know, a ton of gore except for in a few, you know, quick sequences yeah. that would kind of flash. But well, the, like all the, the themes painted, are dark. All the painted flesh behind up on the windows yep, and that's stuff. True. Where it's like, you know, <laughs> ooh, that's, that's some mess. You know, one part really reminded me of Hellraiser 2 is when Sam Neill's character is talking to his wife. His wife comes back, you know, from hell and is talking to him. And he's, uh, and she's just kind of, well, you'll never be alone again. Yeah. You know, I have such sights to show you. Not exactly. Oh, yeah. Not. Ex- I don't know if she said that exactly, but she said something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, which is ironic because she didn't have any eyeballs. Well, well we're going. We don't need eyeballs right. to see. That's yeah. right. And the character that with all the gashes. Yeah. You know, look a little bit like Pinhead and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true too. So that reminded me of it too. Well, you know what? If you're gonna rip. A movie off Hellraiser is a good one to do, <laughs> and we haven't seen too much of that. I can't think of many movies that have ripped Hellraiser. You know, and the thing is, is Hellraiser was really dark too. Yeah, and this kind of gave me that same kind of feeling. Whereas I wouldn't say that it's the movie that Hellraiser is. I mm-hmm. it's hard no. for me to disca- to to think that freaking Hellraiser is probably one of my you know top favorite movies of mm-hmm. all time. This one, whereas I really like it, I I mean I don't think it's in the same level as that, but it does take some of those themes and, you know, does a good job with well, yeah, it. Yeah, like uh the the character that was killed and hung up by chains with hooks yep, through it. Exactly. I don't know why they have hooks in the medical unit, but they had them. Was it hooks? What yeah, was oh, it? Yeah, really? No, they I don't right remember. Through the, right oh, through no, his you're back. right because I remember Opened thinking... him up, gutted him. <laughs> they didn't actually show all that, but they right. showed him as a result of that and it right. you know, it was frightening. I mean, it was definitely that, you know, some gory stuff. So like what that. do you give it? I give this a buy. Yeah, I do too. Yep. It's you know what? It it I don't think it's quite bone saw material, yep. but it's really good. I yep. I would watch this yep. over and over, yep. you know. I just picked it up uh I got the two disc special features and I meant to watch the special features, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna have to let me borrow that, that because I'd like to see some of those special features. Yep. Go ahead, you got some other stuff for us. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Mamory count was six. Yeah, but they were all kind of gross. Yeah, because she was w- dead. Yeah, it wasn't all that great, definitely. But they were there. <laughs> so we, I mean, technically, you have to add them, right? Yeah, I mean, it's did. not we don't make I, up the rules. And I don't count the stuff on the walls behind people. I didn't even know. So like Alien was a zero, even though they showed like for five minutes all these pictures on the wall, of these of these porn behind them. Oh, oh I noticed right. stuff like that. Right. I'm looking for it. Right? All right. Well, okay. Well, listen. Like I said, you don't make the rules. This is something you have to do for the show. You know. Right. I I only learned one thing. What? That there's time for nursery rhymes. I freaking hate <laughs> that they call each other Papa Bear, well, I did too. Mama Bear, and Baby Bear. I don't know where you get that. I don't know why they did that. I hated it. So. That's one of the reasons why it's this because you have no feelings. Yeah, that's right. I'm just a callous just bastard. Six degrees. Sean Pertwee was in Soldier with Kurt Russell, who was in Sky High with Bruce Campbell. I, I will admit that I did get a little lazy because uh, I was trying I'm to do this town. on the road. But uh, I still throw down the gauntlets that no one can stump me on any movie, even if I have. Feeling to go. pretty good about I yourself because I am a noob, <laughs> and I'm still establishing that. <laughs> Thank you.
Stewie D never told you what happened to your first podcast. He told me enough. He told me you canceled it. No, I am your podcast. No, no, it's not true. That's impossible. Search your feed. You know it to be true. No! The Obscure 80s Podcast. Two bogus guys. One awesome decade. www.obscure80s.com Oh, now we're going to talk about our last film of the night, Alien 1979. Nineteen seventy nine. Okay, good. What? I know my stuff. Okay. All right. Nineteen seventy nine. This is take two, by the way. <laughs> well, that's because I'm just freaking can't read them. Oh, oh can't read your chicken scratch. Okay. I'm gonna right, kill yeah. you. Sorry about the death threat. Directed by Ridley Scott and written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett. IMDb gave it an eight point five. Thoroughly deserved, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Budget was eleven million. 
Of course, that's uh, 1975 money. Or nine money. Oh, my gosh. 1979 money. Uh, starring Tom Skerritt as Dallas, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, Veronica Cartwright as Lambert. Was that the girl with the giant bug eyes? Yeah. Jeez. Harry Dean Stanton as Brett, John Hurt as Kane, Bilbo Baggins as Ash, and Yafet Koto as Parker. Just teasing. It was Ian Holm as Ash. Uh, synopsis is if we need to read this. In the near future, during its return to the Earth, a commercial spaceship, Nostromo, intercepts a distress SOS from a distant planet. The seven-member crew are woken up from hypersleep, and the spaceship subsequently descends on the planet. While exploring the planet, a three-member team of the crew discovers a derelict spaceship in a huge chamber inside it containing thousands of eggs. When a curious team member goes too near to the egg, the parasite inside the egg attacks him, rendering him unconscious. He is brought back aboard, and the spaceship takes off. After a while, the parasite dies, and it's stuck on his face, and his host wakes up seemingly unruffled. But other crew members are unaware of the living nightmare which is going to descend upon them when the alien creature planted inside its unfortunate host would emerge. What'd you think? You know, this is one of those movies that people pull from all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm thinking of this is in the same class as The Godfather. Oh, yeah. And and things that you – this is one of those things that you have to see in order to keep up with some of the things that, that society and popular media right. does because it was so shocking. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just – they're things that come along that are so shocking. And even watching it again over and over and over, the way that that was done – the, the spacing, the timing of, of how uncomfortable he was right. on the table, the looks on people's faces as it's going on, just makes it horrific every single time that that alien bursts out of that guy's chest. I can't think of one bad thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not saying it's like the perfect, mm-hmm. almost awesome movie in the world, but I'm saying the way they put it together and the way that they executed it was great. Yeah. I mean, first of all, we get, go on the ship. You know, it, It's hauling back, what, like 200 million... Tons of, of ore. iron ore yeah, or something yeah. like that back ship. I mean, it's. I mean, that's all something that we're worried about now. Even you know, we're worried about all our natural mm-hmm, resources, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing it from other planets. Well, they all wake up. You know, in the banter between the crew. It, I mean, it was completely believable that's right. that these people, you know, they're work people. I mean, you go, you work with people, and a lot of times you're not like best buddies, but you get along. Right. You know, you know you have to, and especially in a situation like this, you're stuck together. Right. And, uh, I mean, the reactions between the people, you know, some people you know are just douchebags, but yep. they, they get along with each other only because they're stuck and they have to. So, well, and you even have the whiny guys that after the job's done and they've agreed to do it are worried right. about what they're getting paid. Exactly. Yeah. The probably the lower class of the crew. Well, like, they're the guys, like the, work, that, the workers, they're the mechanics. Not the, right. Exactly. They were the mechanics on the ship, and that's mm-hmm. why they got a half a share. Or and and I know that both you and I have worked with jackasses yes, like that. Exactly yeah. like at that. At the too. same time, yeah. Unnamed location. <laughs> exactly, and we've had to kick their ass a few times. Yeah, we do it. And then they go to this planet, which is cold it's isolated it's freaky by itself well and before you get to that okay. it's it's totally believable about why they have to go oh absolutely and, and although it's misrepresented and you find out later it's not the, the reason that you thought it was uh-huh. completely believable about absolutely why they, they go down to the planet they find this structure it was it was another ship and it basically looked like the inside of some kind of a you know, I don't know. What do you call that? I just, an alien I mean, craft. An alien something like, ship. yeah, it was freaky. I mean, it was a ship. 
This and and before we go any further with this, th- these are the types of movies that I really like. They're intelligent movies mm-hmm. that they don't spell everything out. Nope. They don't have to explain that this is some weird ship from Kalar <laughs> far away that was here and that you know I don't you know what I'm saying is is that. They're the good movies are the ones that let me assume some things and figure them out on my right. own, mm-hmm. and, and and leave some things to dwell on that are haunting. And this is definitely one of those parts because they have a skeleton, right? Exactly, like the skeletal structure of, of, of this alien uh-huh. that looks. You're like, and I every time I see this, I just I look at that. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know? And as they're going through it, it's it seems huge, yeah. Yeah. and it, you know, and it seems like it. I don't know how they did this. On, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't know what eleven million meant back then. Mm-hmm. But a meager budget of eleven million dollars, and they did all this. All this. Uh, these visuals were amazing. You know, he goes down to the eggs where all the eggs are held, and it looks freaky. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. He goes down, you know, and obviously gets the face sucker. But everything in there was creepy in and of itself. I mean, it, it created tension. Just by the way the movie looked, without having to, uh, you know, kind of give us a, uh, I don't know, some movies it seems like it they use maybe music or something like that to tell us, oh, we, we need to be tense at this part or whatever. But we didn't, I mean, I, I'm not saying it didn't have that mm-hmm. kind of music, but we, but alone with the set and everything, that, you know, the way everything looked. It was just like that. Well, it, and I can tell you part of what, what caused the tension, when they're up on the ship, there's a... There, there's the ship engines going, uh-huh. which sound like a heartbeat the whole time. Okay, and so that that you know that gets in your head a little bit. The other thing that that I I recognized about this movie this time that I've watched it, I've seen the show several times. Right, I still, as I'm watching it, can't tell right when the alien's going to get the person, except for when the captain's in the right. You know, I can, I can tell that that about when that's going to happen. Uh-huh. But like when Brett. The, the mechanic guy, he's looking for the cat, and he uh-huh. goes and he's sitting under the water, uh-huh. and he's walking around. They do such a good job to get him into different scenes in different places that it still gets me every time that when the alien shows up. And it's not a big old scary jumpy part, but I am tense the whole time he's walking around because they spend like five or six minutes with him just right. walking around, chains moving, water dripping, looking well, for the, the cat. And the thing is, is the alien blends into the background a little bit. Right. And, you know, the only way you notice him is by he, he'll move a little. Or something like that, or else you'll see the silhouette mm-hmm. or something like that. But you go ahead. But they may. But that's what I'm saying. The nice thing about this is I could go watch this again in uh-huh. a week. Yeah. And I still wouldn't know the exact point where that alien's coming to get him, because they do such a good job of moving the scenes around and setting up that tension. That that's why I feel tense all the time. Even with right. the egg. No When right. he was down there with the egg. Absolutely. He spends time looking at it. Uh-huh. He bends down and he can see the stuff moving in uh-huh. there. So, again, I couldn't tell. Which looked tell. great, by the way. Right, and they did a good job with that. I couldn't tell. I, I didn't remember when it was going to jump. I know when he opens it up right. and when the egg opens up, it's going to come out. But oh, it's just they do such a good job with the deaths and all that kind of stuff. You mentioned a scene where the captain goes down. Basically what happens is, I mean, you know, you, everybody knows a scene where, uh, I can't remember his name, but he goes in and then the alien comes, you know, the, 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 the face sucker dies, they think. You know, he falls off. They, they do some dissection of it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which but, looked fantastic. Which, really. yeah, which I don't know how they did that. No, in fact, I was thinking, is that? Pl- I bet you they used real guts or something. I don't know. I'd have to look. But at they'd it. have to organize it so well because it looked no, like the no doubt. Of something. They go and they figure, okay, well, the alien pops out of his chest. You know, it, it takes off. They're searching for him, and all of a sudden, they they find some skin. Mm-hmm. Like he shed his skin, so they know he's growing. I, I can't remember exactly what happens. Help me out here. Well, what what they, happens is uh-huh. Brett, that guy that I'm talking about right. with that part, he, he finds the skin, so we know right. it's shed. Right. 
Bright ends up getting killed by the alien. That's and, right. And Ridley and um, Parker. Ripley. Ripley, sorry. Jeez, that's horrible. <laughs> Ripley and Parker, they, they, the next scene is, is them talking about, oh, we saw it take him up into the oh, air that, shaft. And you're right. Okay, so they know how big it is. Yes. And they're talking about how big it is. And they're thinking, okay, well... What do we? What can we assume about this thing? Well, we we can you know we know how big he is. We know that he's not friendly, but let's figure out what not friendly, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so, I wonder how he's going to do with temperature. You know, so mm-hmm. they say, okay, well, let's take out this flamethrower. They they put together a flamethrower, and the captain goes out looking, and that is one of the scariest scenes of the movie yep. when he's going around. He's on the radio with you know everybody else is in a in a room. I don't know exactly what room it is. But he's going around through the ducts and whatnot. You cannot see anything except for when he shoots a little flame. And there's a scene that gets me every time. All of a sudden, you know, he, he's sitting there and, and they have this little machine. Air density air, meter. Yeah, that checks the air density to see where people are or where things are, where they're moving, where, they, you know, where there's a, a disruption in the air density, mm-hmm. I guess. And they're like, well, it should be right there. And all of a sudden he turns around and sure enough, the aliens are, he, he lifts up his head and like goes, yeah, puts his hands up. That scares the shit out yeah. of me. The visual is so iconic in my yes. mind because the, uh, it's just scary, you yep. know? But, but the, uh, thing, that, the thing about that, too, is that if you're thinking about it, that's the same stuff we, we would do if we're in that situation. They're not, there's not somebody being a hero. Right. I mean, the captain is like, you know what? I've got to get this shit done. Right. We're going to go... Deck by deck, mm-hmm. and we're going to close down the air vents right. because we know that's where it's coming. I'm going to make sure it's not in there. I'm taking a flamethrower. Right. You guys are going to have the air density things. You're going to tell me where the hell this thing is, right. and I want to know. Uh-huh. And so they get going, and, and there's even a point where he realizes he's screwed, and he starts. He says a prayer. Yep. He's like, oh, Lord, please help me. Yeah. I mean, you can uh-huh. see him doing that where he's trying to be the captain. <laughs> They're telling him to get out of there, yep. and that's when he starts freaking out. Yep. But it's it's just so realistic about the, the progression of what you would do in that situation Absolutely. that – it, that's what makes it so good. Because if you have only, if you haven't seen this, you're watching it for the first time. Like, yeah. I do By the that. way, if you haven't seen this, oh my gosh, go buy it. Yeah, are you kidding? Everybody has I, to have seen this. If there's anybody who has not seen this, shoot us an email. But uh, you better not shoot us an email until after you watch it. So watch it, then shoot us an email and yeah. let us know what you think. Let, let me throw an idea out there, and I don't want to insult the movie. Mm-hmm. By this, so don't take this as an insult. Don't you think that this was kind of a slasher in space? Yeah. Like a very high yeah. quality slasher in space. It it was to a point, except that it wasn't overly bloody. This well, one was not true. overly. Well, bloody. neither was Halloween. You're right. That's true. Well, now here's the, and like I said, I personally I love slashers, mm-hmm. and if this were a slasher, this is probably the best executed slasher yeah. in the world. Yeah. But you have uh, a person that's out there. You, I mean, you'll see. You have a crew of you know X amount of people, and they get picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. And then there's a survival girl at the end, right? You know. But by that structure, it is. But this is probably the best and one of the scariest slashers mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And but I mean, it kind of goes by those rules. It's not cheesy at all. It, no, though. and that's the thing. Like on Event Horizon, they go for a cheap scare at the end, right? And you're just like, shit, are you serious? <laughs> well, I don't and really see that as a slasher, though. No, no, but what I'm saying is is that they go for that cheap scare, and that's where a lot you know, a lot of them do it, that the killer comes to life right at right. the end. Mm-hmm. Even on Alien, they, they had sort of that thing going, uh-huh. but it was executed so well that you didn't mind that that's what was going on, and it wasn't cheap. No, it wasn't. And, and I will say one thing that was disturbing, too. 
and I didn't. I knew this was coming this time, so it didn't get me so much. But I think probably the first time I saw it, this really got me. When okay, so we we've been assuming that all these people, the alien has just been taking them out and killing them. Well, right. that's not really the case. What he's been doing, and I don't know why. We I, I I don't think it ever tells us why he's doing this, but the alien has created uh, some type of a cocoon. Or something like that, and he's been taking all his victims, sticking him in this cocoon, and I guess saving him for later. They don't show that on the theatrical. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Are you sure? Yep. Really? Yep. Because I went to the DVD store before uh-huh. I left, and I rented this. Oh, really? Two disc, and I and I had the opportunity on the disc to choose the theatrical or the director, and I watched the theatrical. Really? Because I remember that that was actually part of the director's cut. You know what's funny is is I told you that we should watch the theatrical. Yes. (laughs) Oops. Yeah, so I watched that one, Uh and I remember thinking, wait a second, there was more to this story because I've seen that, what Uh you're talking about. Yeah. And they left that really? out. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that was that part was disturbing when he's you know yep. when you go in and there's Tom scared, yep. kill me, yep. you know whatever. Yep. Okay, well, I don't know which. I you know it's it's. I haven't. I can't. I would recommend watching the director's cut. Would you, I I haven't seen both of them close enough together mm-hmm. to really know which one which one is better. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But if you're thinking director's cut, well, just because of that part, and and you know, I think. You know what? There, I, there's more to the alien and aliens and Alien Three and all that stuff you know what? of what's going on. There. And I have to admit, I don't like Aliens or Alien Three or any of them as much as this one. No, not even close. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Aliens is the best one, and I'll tell you why it's not, in my opinion. They take they, they you know they take away all of the the serious tone that this first one had. All the I mean, there's tension and whatnot. But then you have all the stereotypical Paul army Reiser? guys. Yeah, well, Paul, Paul Reiser. Reiser, are you shitting well, me? Even the military guys. Well, what's his name? Game over, yeah, man. You Bill know they have, and he's you know, and his Michael character Bean. is a freaking joke. Michael Bean was in there because he worked with James Cameron on uh, Terminator. Terminator. Yep. But you know, and it's not like I don't like it. That one, I just don't think it holds a candle to this. No, one. not even close. And three, not even close. No. Resurrection, why, not why even Winona close. Riders was was bad. <laughs> that was Resurrection, yeah. and well, you know, I you know, I'm not gonna, I I wouldn't, I'd probably give those all a red box, you know. Oh, absolutely. Number two, I might give a buy, but red, but red box the rest of them, and then the god awful Alien versus Predators, oh. you know, and it's like I cannot believe that something that started out this kick ass, yeah, ended up there. Well, Which funny. really well, bothers Freddy me. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, I they love Freddy like, versus well, Jason. Those are good, but I'm just saying they felt like they because you had Predator come out, right? Uh huh. You know, in the eighties or whatever, uh-huh. and so they're you know competing a little bit, and which one is the baddest ass alien? <laughs> right. So they had to do it. I, you know, it's such a shame because this one, basically, we end up you know they the 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 crew gets picked off one by one, but it's not contrived and it's not stupid like mm-hmm. in a lot of slasher movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we really have much risk of spoiling the movie, but you know, and then finally, all we have left is Ripley. She gets on to the, what do you call that, like the escape the pod or the shuttle, the and she's home free, Yeah, or we think. With Jones, the cat. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, freaking cat makes it and not another human makes it. You know, that was, was badass, man. I was hoping that, that black guy and Ripley would win, and then the rest of the movie would well, be a big porno. Well, the alien was scared out of... <laughs> The alien was scared out of his mind about that cat. Didn't even touch it. Really? I didn't know. I, you know what? I didn't... I he looked didn't down know. in the little box, and yep. then the cat was still alive. You know, I I did not make a mental note of that, but no, that's cool. What else can you say about this? I I love the music. Yeah. Um. And and I I was going to talk about this. One of my all time favorite video games. 
of all time uh-huh. is Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh-huh. With Con- and, it, and on the Xbox, they actually did that for Nintendo 64. Uh-huh. It's, it's rated mature because there's some sexual themes. Isn't there, isn't there like a heater with a balls or something? There's heater with balls. <laughs> that the, the squirrel has to pee on the little flames. to. Oh, yeah. He gets drunk, and then he has to pee on it. If you have not played this game, and on the Xbox, they actually redid this with some, some better graphics and some better... Uh, um, online play, multi mm-hmm. multiplayer. <laughs> online. So it's called uh, it's called uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded for oh, the funny. Xbox. Uh, so I bought that, and I actually I picked it up to start playing again. Yeah. But there's there, what it is is there's different chapters in the game and references to different movies like A Clockwork Orange. They have music from that. Oh really? Well, the very end scene is is the scene from Aliens. Really? When she's in the just Alien. Aliens. Oh, I've never I'm just what, I, what I'm getting to is that there's so many references to this franchise. Oh, oh, oh okay. throughout everything from other movies, TV shows. Oh, yeah. To to video. What games. about at the end of Spaceballs, where John Hurt actually has another alien come out of his chest oh, at right. that diner? That's right. And it sings, "Hello, my baby." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, so much of that going yeah. on that just what what a great show. Well, what a perfectly executed show. It's like it's almost. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna say this is a blanket statement but it's almost as if every deep space ship besides like on star trek stuff are have a little nostromo in it yeah you know i mean it's it's, it's well and you know when nostromo is backwards no it's omertson i was just oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> everybody thought oh here it comes this is awesome oh this is sam's ticket away from me and a noob no just tease him <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I obviously I give this to Bone Saw. You know, one, Bonesaw, one of my favorite movies yep. of all time. Easy. Yep. You know, plus I mean, you know, we haven't even mentioned the design of the movie by by what the the artist what is H R Geiger? Mm. Is it H R? I don't know. I don't remember. But his uh, the alien itself is terrifying. Yes. One thing that terrifies me about it is it's shit. I mean, it's in a shell, uh-huh. so it doesn't seem like it can be. Killed or penetrated, very I mean, not like our metallic. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It obviously it has. I mean, we all know that it has the acid for blood. It is terrifying. Yeah, you know, and it just. I don't know. It. It's Ian, scary. Ian Holm, Ian Holm did a great job as Ash. Yep. Um. As as the uh, robot. I mean, mm-hmm. I just. You can see that a lot of these characters went on to have really good careers. And, oh yeah. Uh, just really great show. Yeah, it's weird seeing Ash and or what's in the Ian Holm, Ian Holm and John Hurt Young kind of. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it was weird. I know. It, is it unbelievable this movie is thirty years old? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thirty years yes. old, man. It's un because you watch it today and it looks so good. Yeah. I mean, everyone. You I mean you'll still see like their computers look like eighties, you know, right. computers stuff like their the screen and whatnot. I bet Sigourney Weaver doesn't still look that good, oh, especially in her tiny little <laughs> panties there at the end. Yeah, that's and showed a little butt crack. Yeah, she doesn't look that. I saw her in uh, Holes lately. Oh yeah. Well, because you know, watch went, it with the kid. I actually went through that for my six degrees. Oh <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. Listen. I, you know the thing is, is I've never really thought as Ripley, as kind of as a sex symbol. No, so. she's so manly, like well, tough you know. And, and the stuff thing is, that, yeah, it, I don't think it's because she's not attractive. I don't think it's like I don't think it's that at all. I think yeah. it's because she's in this scene or in excuse me in this movie, she's just badass. Yep. You know, and she's she, you know, I don't know. She doesn't. You root for her the whole time. I you do. don't hate her. No, I didn't hate any character in this movie. Nope. I didn't like the bug-eyed girl. She was kind of whiny. But well, a little whiny. You know what's interesting, too, is I was watching this, is I wondered if if the alien was going to start killing people alphabetically. And he almost did. Oh, really? Like, I was I was watching it because it went Kane, but then it went Brett. Oh. 
Dallas, <laughs> and then it, it, it was going to go Lambert, then Parker, but Parker ended up distracting it. Anyways, ah, I was watching for it, but it was close, but not not exactly quite. <laughs> anyway, so what do you give it? This is a bone saw. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. And then I, I have some other things. What did I learn? Um, the Galaxy of Terror sucked ass. I learned that from oh, this movie. Oh, well, in comparison, huh? Yeah, I watched <laughs> this after. I watched Galaxy of Terror first, so that, that was one thing I learned. Yeah. Future mining companies give you uncomfortable underwear. Oh, um, yes. Whoa, yeah. yeah. Uh, when the alien screams, it sounds like Mariah Carey. So that was good to, good to know. Yeah, I, and, I was uh, hoping that you'd give us a little uh, a little example. I can't do it. <laughs> I, All right, I'm I cutting pinch, that out. If I pinched myself hard enough, I might be able to do it. Here, why don't I try? No, don't I'm do I'm cutting it. that out. If there's a hermaphrodite out there that can hit those, no, no I'm just kidding. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the whole conversation's going out. And the last thing I learned is that I've never seen people chase pussy so hard. <laughs> right. There you go. All right. So six degrees. Sigourney Weaver was in holes with Shia LaBeouf, who was in Constantine with Keanu Reeves, who was in The Devil's Advocate with Connie Nielsen, who was in Soldier with Kurt Russell, who was in Sky High with Bruce Campbell. Oh, Connie Nielsen. That's one we haven't used yet. Yep. Cool. I don't know. I like, you know, and I know you hated Galaxy of Terror. But, you know, I'd be interested to hear what other people said. Yeah. They may have been in the same mood you were. I had just got done with a full day of conference stuff yeah. and being oh. stressed out, and I came out to watch it, and I'm just like, you have got to be shitting me. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't take it too seriously. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I'd but I, I also knew what was coming with the Van Horizon Alien. That's true. So I'm like, I you know, know I will say on. compared to those two, it was a pile. And, and I knew that those were coming, and I'm, I didn't have time to watch any more besides the one that night. And uh-huh. so I was disappointed. I'm like, shit, I just wasted that time <laughs> on that movie. Anyway. So what are we doing next week? I don't know. Do you have any good ideas? I've got a couple of ideas. Well, let's do it. Let's see. Let's talk about it real quick. All right. So we have decided that for next week, we are going to be doing a cold as shit episode. We just wanted to use a cuss word in the yeah. title. Yeah. In honor of our Norwegian listener. Yeah. We, we Georgianior. Bjornar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Actually, he's probably, he probably just listened to that part and said, dude, Sam was as close as you were, jackass. <laughs> we're going to be doing The Thing, 30 Days of Night, and The Last Winter. Have you, you haven't seen that one yet? I haven't seen that. I've seen The Thing, and I've seen 30 Days of Night. Cool. Well, we'll do that one for next week. Um, okay, so we will, let's put it in a death scene right here. And I just actually just sent out episode 19. So I'm a couple weeks behind. I actually sent it out. Well, because yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. It went out uh, just yesterday. That. Yeah. that wasn't yesterday, but it was Monday. Oh, that's right. It was Monday. Yeah. Oh, I've been sick. Yeah. It all rolls so. in together. But, uh, okay, so I guess that's it for this episode. Please visit cadaverlab.com. You, we have a lot of people on the forums. We're having some fun up there. Imitate me. Oh, yeah. We need to get some entries for the... Uh, 
Sam impressions, the impression of Sam, with the great prize package. Right. This is probably our most prestigious prize package. It is. Absolutely. Yes, without I a feel doubt. honored that it's about me. <laughs> yeah, well. Because if we did something like who can kill Sam first, I, I'd, I'd be devastated. But since we're going to do <laughs> we who can imitate you, you know what's funny is us thinking about We wouldn't want to. Sam, you're too much fun. Oh, thanks, dude. To make fun of. No, no I'm just teasing. Not really. No, but go also go visit cadaverlab.com. We should, we're going to start having a lot of uh, you know movie review things up there. Florida Possum. Maybe you want to submit some more stuff for us. And uh, Robert, our best. And uh, make sure to check out his stuff with the link on there. Uh, go ahead and email us. You can email us at mike at cadaverlab.com, sam at cadaverlab.com, um, or feedback at cadaverlab.com, or visit cadaverlab.com, the site, and there is a form. Uh, send us some voicemails, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. We still have some bracelets, so go after those. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you have for this episode? I don't think so. Cool. So for the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. Later.